This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I'm Bill Pollack. To burn or not to burn? That is the question. We'll talk with the Jeff City Fire Department about how you can properly contain open burns. The U.S. Department of Agriculture's Forest Service has made $50 million in grant funding available for projects that support healthy forests and stronger local economies. We'll find out how that will affect Missouri. And as you get set to travel this holiday season, uh, you make sure, you, listen, you don't want home alone, right? You don't want the home alone scenario. You don't want to leave any kids behind. Uh, but once you get to your destination, <laughs> we're going to talk to MU Extension about uh, checking for bed bugs. <laughs> Their bug expert, Tamara Rial, will be with us. She's a hoot. AI is here, and it will change the way that we learn, do business, and grow. Elisa Nelson is with Sadie St. Lawrence, one of the top AI experts in the country, about using the technology for good, but with guardrail. When we say AI, there's a lot. It's a big buzzword right now. So can we dive, peel back the onion a little bit further to know what, what are we talking about when we say the term AI? Then, because this is the Missouri School Board Association, really looking at how is AI going to affect education? And then finally, looking at how do we empower individuals, all the leaders who are here in the room, how do they move forward effectively to be able to use this technology for good and also set up those guardrails to make sure we're using it safely and effectively? So let's peel back that onion a little bit and talk about um, what are you excited about in AI um, that the Missouri community, whether it's the education community, the business community, the community as a whole, what are you excited about when it comes to AI? So for the first time in human history, we've created a machine that has ranked in the 98th percentile of IQ tests, right? So incredibly intelligent, right? You know, I think it's only about 1% of people can rank in that. So when we think of that, that's a very, very high number. And this is available for pre- at people's fingertips for almost free, right? So what I'm most excited about is like, what can we do with what I like to think of as augmented intelligence, right? We have our own intelligence. We also have our own intuition as human beings, which I think is really important. But what can we do now when we've created a tool, which humans are so good at, right? We created fire and we've created other tools like hammers and wheels. Humans are really good at creating tools. We created this tool of artificial intelligence. How is that going to make our world a better place? And how do we use this to augment our intelligence? Yeah, the 98% is um, wow to me. So, but obviously it makes mistakes too, right? It's a machine. And so we have to keep that in mind. And as you were talking about guardrails, what concerns do you have about AI? Well, I think a big concern for a lot of people is, you know, a lot of the Terminator movies. That's typically what comes to mind right away of like, okay, you have something that's smart. What we've thought of as human beings as why we're the superior race is because of our intelligence. So we've just created something that's smarter than a big majority of us. That can be a big threat, right? What's it going to do? Is it going to take over and trick us and, you know, cause human destruction? That, I think the chances of that are fairly low because we have a lot of safety protocols put in place to be able to shut these down. Um, I think the bigger concern, though, is just in terms of privacy. So everything that 
AI uses is data and information. It takes that, it consumes it, it puts algorithms over it, and then spits new information out. So you have things of like, am I sharing information with it that I shouldn't? Do I have concerns about you know, my own privacy and then the privacy of others? But finally, you know, looking at how is it using that information? Is it spreading misinformation? So I think we're about to really enter a privacy and information almost war than we've never seen before. Yeah. So how do you combat that? You're a business or you're a school that wants to use AI, but you also want to protect um, personal information. How should people go about doing it in a safe way? Yeah, there were a lot of great questions from the audience. I feel really confident for the Missouri schools, uh, the boards that you have put in place. You have some people asking some fantastic questions. And that was one of the questions, which is, how do we make sure privacy is ensured, particularly for minors, right, for kids? That I think is a top concern and should be for all of us. And so what I would say is don't use the free tools. If you are using a free tool, know that you are the product. Uh, What you want to do is tools that you pay for or bring in-house allow you to set those privacy and setting concerns. Um, But if you're typically using just a free tool, you're usually giving your information away. So build those products in-house where you have that control. Okay, Sadie St. Lawrence uh, joining Show Me Today. I'm Elisa Nelson. She is an AI expert, um, artificial intelligence for those who don't know. And she um, cited the Terminator movies. And if you're too young to know what the Terminator movies is, you know, think about Arnold Schwarzenegger, maybe Tom Cruise in Minority Reportish, uh, the Jetsons, although that's an older cartoon, but stuff like that. Um, so anyway, um, another interesting topic topic you brought up I thought was interesting was you talked about cash flow for businesses. So for those who choose to use AI versus those who choose not to, what are we talking about in terms of cash flow? Yeah, so there's a recent report by McKinsey that saw, and this was the early adopters. So if you started about, you know, three or four years ago, those early adopters of AI, they saw a 100% increase in their cash flow. Now, you say, well, we didn't start early enough. What are we going to see? The good news is if you start now, you're still going to see cash flow increase. But where I really want to bring people's attention is if you don't start adopting AI, what the report showed was businesses will see a negative 20% decline. So I think that really, to me, is what's alarming. It's, it's not a matter of like, oh, you started early enough or you didn't. The, the key message is just start, right? Just start because this wave is coming and it's going to take you no matter what. So make sure you're just starting. So I, I, I feel like the natural question then is when it comes to the cash flow of using it versus not and seeing a 100% cash flow is, does that mean the elimination of jobs? Um, so talk to me a little bit about um, the aspect of using this as jobs. Is it going to get rid of jobs? Um, I'm sure I would imagine this gets brought up quite a bit. Yeah, so what we see within jobs is under each job category, there's typically multiple tasks. So you may even do the job of a 
you know, software engineer, there's about 17 tasks required in just that one job description. And so what we found is AI can do maybe like five of those, but not all 17. And so there was a great research um, report this August from OpenAI and another, a few other collaborators. And they found that AI couldn't replace anyone's full job. What it did is it could do a few of the tasks within their job. And that's why I think it's so important for individuals to realize it's here to augment you. And that's where those efficiency gains are given, right? It's by having your employees work alongside it, work with it, but it can't do everything that they do, but it's going to help them do a few of the tasks that they do much better. Okay. I've been on chat GPT a couple of times and I have to say I I didn't navigate very well. Um, And so I have a lot to learn still about it. But so tell me some of the neat features that it has that maybe um, those who are not familiar with it um, might be interested in knowing about. So just for a little bit of a background, it's passed almost every AP science history writing exam. It's passed medical board exam. It's passed the LSAT. It's passed the exams that you need to take to get a Wharton MBA. So I think sometimes one of the difficult parts of working with it is the knowledge and information it has is so vast, sometimes it's hard to know where to start. So what I tell individuals is don't overcomplicate it. All you have to do is the interface is super easy. Just go to it and ask a question. It's a language model, so you're supposed to talk to it. So if I give anybody one piece of advice, it's talk to it. And what do I mean by talk to it? You and I are having this conversation right now. You ask a question, I provide an answer. If you don't fully understand my answer, you ask me another question or follow-up question. That is exactly how to talk to ChatGPT. Ask it a question, ask it to do something. If you didn't like what it produced or you want to change it, talk to it. Ask it to do it again. If you liked it, take it, use it. But just keep talking to it. So that's what I would say is talk to it. It sounds silly because I'm like, talk to what? Talk to the computer. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And keep talking to it. And let your creativity run wild. All right. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.